All right. Welcome to BSTF, which is uh, Blood, Sweat, and Teal and Fun. Um, this is not your hardcore hockey content uh, like you get during the week, um, but it's going to be something a little different. I'm Kyle. I'm C. And we have a special guest. My name is Jake Baskin. I write for Lighthouse Hockey, and I guess a few other sites have done stuff for Mile High and the Bloggers Tribune and... I don't know. People come to me because they think I'm some sort of prospect expert, which I guess I am. So that's why I'm here. Yeah, we're going to talk prospects today. So the the big prospect question this year is uh, the Josh Norris pick. That has been a subject of controversy <laughs> with Sharks fans. So how do you feel about the Josh Norris pick? I'm a big Josh Norris fan. I watched, I watched him with the... Uh, U.S. national team program the last two years, and other than, it, it was it was kind of a down year, the 1999 birth year, but other than Brady Kachuk, he really established himself as the best prospect on the team. Norris had a great NHL combine where he showed himself to be one of the best pure athletes in the draft, and that resulted in him being taken with a first-round pick, and I think he definitely deserved a first-round pick. I think he definitely... I think the Sharks made a good move there. He's at the University of Michigan now, and with their new coaching staff. I understand he's not, like, NHL-ready right now, but with the way the Sharks have been, perennial playoff team who can't really finish the job at the moment, they want some of those guys to stash for later, and I think Norris is one of those. See, that's how I feel about it as well. Um, right now, he's got eight points in 14 games with U of M, um, which is, like, in my backyard. So that's all very exciting for me. Uh, <laughs> but he was... Uh, we still had guys like Kyler Yamamoto on the board. That's been the big one that people have pointed to just because he's doing so well with Edmonton right now. Yeah, well, we, we discussed this, see. Um, uh, Yamamoto would not be in the position he's in, he wouldn't have got nine NHL games in with the Sharks. Right. Um, Norris that's, that's could fine. end up being at the World Juniors this year. He's on my mock Team USA roster. Roster will be announced, announced in a few days, but I'd expect Norris to get a chance to play on the team and at center. That'd be exciting. Um, as the voice for the not Josh Norris people, it's kind of a two-pronged thing here. One, you could have Josh Norris. He's perfectly fine. The Sharks could have got him in the second round. No, they, they didn't need to him. draft him at 18. No, they could not. Or, He'd have been off the board. Yeah, not with the pick that they had. I don't, I don't think they could have. Well, they could. They, it leads into another issue where they traded up later to get other guys that they could have got later. But they, they, he, I just don't think that at 18 you needed to get Josh Norris. He's a very safe, 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 safe pick. Josh Norris is going to make the NHL 100%, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's yeah. no doubt that Josh Norris is not going to make the NHL. He's going to make the NHL. Where he slots in in the NHL is more of a question mark. And I think the other piece of frustration that comes from Sharks fans is that Doug Wilson rarely takes a big swing um, on a high-end uh, game-breaker kind of guy. And I know Kyler Yamamoto gets the, the buzz because he was right there and he made the Oilers out of camp and stuff like that. But there's a lot of guys that went behind him that I think – Possibly could have been better choices. Tolvin and Costin, um, to name two of them. Uh, even Ryan Paling, I really liked. Um, so 
I just think there's a frustration that years of drafting kind of similar guys where they're safe, they're going to make the NHL. Uh, and I know at the time a lot of people said uh, another Chris Tierney. You have a, a room full of Chris Tierneys. Um, so I think that's where the frustration comes in, not necessarily at Josh Norris in particular because he, by all accounts, is going to make the NHL and, and, and be solid, but there's just no game breaker in the system, and I think that's where the frustration shows up. At the same time, when we're we're constantly drafting as low of a pick as we, we are because we make playoffs every year, uh, you know, you're not going to get as many of those guys you know, you're not going to get as many of those chances. So on one hand, I do understand the frustration of not taking someone when we had the chance, but also it's just kind of that that's going to be a restructuring of Doug Wilson's entire drafting strategy at that point, because, you know, we've got Pete DeBoer who, whose system does not adapt to those more exciting players, those players that, um, you know, take more chances and stuff. Um, so, you know, if he's looking to build a team around, you know, Doug Wilson, or, sorry, uh, Pete DeBoer's coaching style and everything, you're going to go for those safe picks because you know that they're going to fit within the system. That That's also my issue. You should never build around a coach. Oh, coaches move <laughs> Coaches move in and out of the out of the office. Look at Montreal. The P.K. Subban didn't fit in Michelle Tarion's system. They chose Tarion over Subban. Trade and wait, Tarion was gone, what, yeah. not even a year later? Oh, yeah, it's definitely so, a problem, but... I mean, you look at how just even the last couple of years since we've had Pete DeBoer, the difference um, in kind of the drafting, it's, I feel like the last two years have been a lot safer um, compared to years before. Well, Timo Mayo was also the safe pick at nine, right? Um, Jake, maybe you can speak to that more. I know Barzil was the one that everybody wanted them to take, but he had the knee injury and apparently nobody figured out it was 2017 knee injuries can heal, but... He fell, but Timo was the safe pick at nine, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess he, he was he was the consensus pick at, at nine, if I remember my 2015 draft watching correctly. I mean, obviously guys like Barzell and Kyle Connor have showed themselves to be and rant, ready. And Rantanen. But, I mean, if, if people had a problem with Timo Meyer as the pick... No, I... I don't think people have a problem with Timo Meyer as the pick. I think it's just lends credence to the fact that Wilson goes with the safer the safer side of picks because he could have taken like Matt Barzell and been like, "Hey, this guy might turn out to be a super game breaker." Um, and I think I think it just kind of shows that Doug Wilson errs on the side of safe rather than big swings and misses, right? Yeah, and I think that's a pattern for teams that are always pretty good but never quite there. Oh, you mean like the Sharks? No, no, yeah. that's exactly what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I think the one exception to this being Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, where did Yanni Gourd come from? Yeah, the AHL, he was great in Syracuse. Yeah, all of a sudden they're like, Yanni Gourd, you're going to play on the second line and score 25 goals this season. Have at her. Although, I don't know, you got Steve Eiserman who, like, he... He was with Detroit while they were so good for so long that I, I, you would imagine he's got to pick up some kind of drafting like knowledge from that. Yeah, he likes undersized players and Russians, just like the guys he played with in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they yeah. won, like, what, three cups? <laughs> Two cups? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely on the right track there. So... I think the bigger question, though, if you've got uh, Josh Norris and Kyler Yamamoto on the board, 
Um, everyone talks about their prospect pool. But let's talk about a prospect pool party and which one of those guys you would rather have. I'm leaning towards Norris, but I think that Kyler Yamamoto could come in and be a fun time. Kyler Yamamoto showing up five beers deep and like <laughs> one of those like cooler bag, cooler backpacks with like a whole bunch of beers in them and ice and he's got like sunglasses on, he's got the open shirt. Kyler Yamamoto's there to party. Yeah, for sure. He's got, like, three girls with him that no one's ever met. Like, he, he just found them on his way there. <laughs> like, hey. Hey, can I bring guests? Cool. Brings in five people. Yeah, exactly. It's suddenly his party. <laughs> I, I always think the U.S. national team guys will be very good at pool parties just because of Ooh. the sort of, sort of brotherhood that they have with each other. That's a good one. That's a, that's an, the X That's the intangibles. They talk about like <laughs> sandpaper and grit in the NHL, but the brotherhood of the the U.S. guys is a nice one. They they definitely could probably throw down uh, a, a nice pool party in, in the summertime. I think with Josh Norris, you know that like there's no way the cops are getting called. <laughs> <laughs> Josh <any> Norris. <laughs> So that's why I would rather have him there. Josh Norris is bringing a pa- uh, uh, a twenty four pack of water bottles and orange slices and making sure nobody gets dehydrated <laughs> through the day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the dude's an athletic freak, and he's so I, I can see that he wants every, he's like all into fitness and stuff, and he's like, here, have it, use my training regimen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like in the back, like on the grass, and everybody's drinking. He's like, "Yeah, how many push-ups can you do?" And just like busts out forty-five, without breaking a sweat. Uh, I love this concept. I, I think that this draft class has a lot of guys in it that like I would totally bring to a pool party. Uh, Mario Ferrero is like number one on my list. The dude could not make it through the draft without like laughing at every question he was asked. That just seems like a good time to me. <laughs> I, I think that's the benefit of having collegians because you know the party scene is in them. Oh, for Ooh, sure. Ooh, that's a good point. That's a I, good point. I went to um, WMU, so that's a hockey school, and uh, my first ever college party was at the hockey house. And yeah, those those guys throw some some bangers for sure. I uh, I see your college, and I raise you French people. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I went to school in a, a French city, basically, uh, and so my number one guy is Jeremy Roy for sure. Um, Jeremy Roy is getting like Jeremy Roy is going to show up with his girlfriend because he's been with his girlfriend for a while. They're going to have a couple drinks, and then all of a sudden Jeremy Roy is going to take like five shots with the boys, and then he's toast, and he's going to be on the roof asking people <laughs> if he should jump in the pool, except in like a French accent. Underrated for this, and I'm not sure if he's in the sort of realm of potential NHL prospect, but I love Europeans in college hockey, so I'm going Max Latunov at UConn. <laughs> Just a Russian bringing all this kind of liquor no one's ever heard of, all the drugs no one's ever heard of. And I'm really yeah. What is this? I don't know. <laughs> Up until that point, like, everyone's just like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a couple beers, whatever. He shows up with a whole bunch of vodka and things go go completely south. But, like, the vodka label is, like, in Russian and it's got, like, a picture of, like, like Stalin's face on it or something because it's, like, from Soviet-era Russia. 99 proof. Uh, <laughs> it's basically, like, gas and he's... Uh, anything under 10%. 
Alcohol, uh, alcohol by volume isn't even considered alcoholic. <laughs> he just like comes up to the table with all the drinks on it, knocks them all off, puts his bottle of gas on the thing, and is like, I am here to party. Where does Latunov play right now? Uh, Yukon. Oh, that's in your hood. Yeah, no, I've seen him a few times. My dad is a huge Yukon fan. He played last year with St. Louis Blues pick Tage Thompson, and they worked well together, but then Thompson turned pro. So now Latunov's on a ship pretty much going nowhere because Yukon is so oh. terribly inconsistent. And even though I'm not a Yukon fan, it frustrates me to no end. So I'm not sure what I see in his pro future, but if he has the right guys around him, I know he can be pretty good. Well, he's got... 14 points in 19 games so far. Yeah, no, his talent is definitely there. And, and it's funny because he's at UConn because he couldn't get into BU. Aw. Aw. Aw, that's like being like, yeah, you're not good enough to play. I don't have a joke for this. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it was, um, I think it was academic issues or something. Well, he's Russian, Aww. duh. <laughs> what do you mean, academic issues? Just let him play. Um, so what's his best on-ice skill that could be transferred to, to the pool setting? I mean, he's just a big, strong individual, like a power forward. So, oh, he's oh, so he... totally going to be your partner uh, when you do... Uh, Monkey fights? What? Monkey fights where, like, the girl sits on your shoulders yes! and they got to yes! knock each other off? <laughs> yes! He's absolutely your go-to guy for that. <laughs> he's also the guy, because he's just, like, this big, strong, power forward type guy, that he's going to, like, come up behind, like, girls and grab them and throw them in the pool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, like, without thinking. <laughs> He'll, but then eventually he'll get carried away and, like, pick up, like, some tiny little, like, Danny O'Regan. He'll just, like, pick him up and throw him in there because he's little. Speaking of BU boys, yes, uh, Danny O'Regan is absolutely invited to my pool party. <laughs> Danny O'Regan's in the big leagues now, though. He's He might be too good for the pool party. Uh, for, like, five games. It's fine. He's still at least. <laughs> okay, fine. Scott Reedy is definitely the guy who steals everyone's girl at the pool party. Oh, for I mean, have sure. you seen him? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I said this, he, b- but when we were talking about it, but he's the only 18-year-old I've ever seen who can grow proper five o'clock shadow. Scott Reedy and Jeremy Roy are the guys that show up in like the tiny little speedo trunks, like the ones that are like super tight. Uh, yeah, that's, like, that's like, what they're doing. If you don't know what C is talking about, think uh, David Craig and James Bond when he comes out of the water with like those little blue shorts on. That, that's exactly what Jeremy <laughs> Roy is wearing, especially because he's super French. Yeah, and he's one hundred percent wearing that. They like they like tan for a little bit before they really get going. They're just like laying in the grass drinking some beers. Scott Reed is the guy who regrets going in the pool because it messes up his hair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he just disappears into the house for twenty five minutes, comes back out, his hair's blow dried. You're like, where did you come from? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Scott Reedy also though is the guy that uh, he he like he's on Instagram whatever and he sees that he kind of got mildly roasted a bit for being taken way too high so he's like talking up all the other prospects like hey guys like I'm really excited to be here blah 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 trying to make himself like seem like he should have been taken there. Yeah, personally I thought he went too low. I thought he was a great player and then his role with the national team program kind of diminished once they got to the U18 tournament but I he definitely fell way too far for my taste. Really glad to have him in Minnesota. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people kind of thought he was like going to be a steal for the Sharks with how low they ended up getting him. Yeah, no, I, I know. I know on draft day here there was a lot of like, oh, we had him mocked way later. The Sharks moved up to grab him, sort of thing. But at the same time, it could have been a scenario where the Sharks 
want this player, and they only really gave up, what, like a late-round pick to move up? It's not like a super end-of-the-world situation. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I think they traded with the Rangers, so when I was when I'm watching the draft, it's like the Sharks made a trade with the Rangers, and I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, they're going to pick Scott Reedy, and then they pick Scott Reedy. Oh, perfect. I like him. He's he's someone I from this draft class. I'm excited how, to see how he develops. How far away is Scott Reedy, though, from joining the adult pool party? Um, I think he'll spend... Three years in college, probably. So he's like what twenty now. So we we won't see him until he's like one of those like twenty three, twenty four year old rookies. Like he's a freshman in college, and then so a couple more years after this one, then he turns pro. All right, so it's it's a long play. Him and Josh Norris can like go chill in the corner because they're like not quite ready for the NHL. Guys like Jeremy Roy will take center stage. Yeah, because they 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 know they're getting the call soon. (laughs) I think Norris will be like. He'll spend one more year at Michigan after this and then turn pro. Oh, that's a lot quicker than... He he did some interviews and stuff at the beginning of the season where he was like, if it takes me four years, then it takes me four years. I don't think he's... But I, I don't think so. He, he's a guy whose dad played in the NHL briefly and... Yeah. I don't know. Michigan's had a lot of problems with their, their top guys leaving after one year. I mean, they've had uh, Dylan Larkin... Um, Kyle Connor, Zach Wierenski... Yep. Uh, Those guys are Tr- all good. Truba, too, as well, right? He was there for a year and then left. So yeah. Well, Lorenzky was too, but still. Yeah. But yeah. Quinn Hughes so, will be there. Like, he's eligible this year. He'll be in the NHL pretty soon. So I, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on him to stay. <laughs> like, people want uh, that program to turn, turn around because they had a bad year last year. Um, and... And you can't sustain that if your top guy is leaving every single year. But I just, we'll see. I just think, you know, with the first-round picks, they, they always go pretty early. So I think he'll be two years in Michigan and then gone. Yeah. But he's also a good Michigan boy. And his dad uh, did four His dad did four years at State, didn't he? Yep. Uh, he both yeah, parents so... went to State, and then he ends up going to Michigan. Kyle, you don't understand this. Quite the no. same as I do. But no, no, U of M and MSU. That is, you don't mix that in your oh, household. Oh no, I understand <laughs> that. that. Is... And and then he has a brother at Ferris. Oh, oh, that's like um, how like Ferris the... Wheel. No, Fair State. Um, the the Red Wings last year they had like two guys from uh, MSU, two guys from U of M, and then they had uh, DeKaiser, who I I saw play at Western. So, like, you got to imagine, like, the locker room is just divided, and then Danny DeKaiser's just like, hey, guys, I'm here to have fun. <laughs> like, yeah, like no State, horse in that race I think at all. the most recognizable alumni is Chris Kunitz. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Why was he on the Canadian Olympic team? God. <laughs> Let's keep going with this year's draft class, because I have thoughts on uh, Sasha Chemlevsky. Uh, Whoa! You called him Sasha? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Goes by you, Sasha. You're pulling yeah. the Alexander Barkov route and going by Sasha. I, I love he Sasha goes by Sasha. Sasha. He was great at the U.S. World Junior Camp. Yeah, he's exciting. He uh, like just having watched some some video of him. Like, I, I like this kid. He's got 26 points in 27 games for the Ottawa 67s. So I mean, he's doing something right. Yeah, he's actually a Southern California native. Moved to Michigan as yeah. like a teenager. Yeah, even though his name's Shasha Shmishmineshki, he's not Russian. Yeah, his parents are Ukrainian. Yeah. Oh, well, there you he, go. He draws a lot of comparisons to fellow Ukrainian-American from California, Ivan Lodnia, 
who is who? a Minnesota Wild draft pick. I thought you were going to say Alexei Ponikarovsky. <laughs> I, the two, like, for me, following the U.S. amateur circles have been pretty much inseparable. And it's kind of weird seeing them go to different teams because I expected them to, like, reunite in the NHL. Chemlevsky wears uh, 89 for the Ottawa 67s, which is nice. the number That's that a... Couture wore. So I just have a good feeling about him. Oh, yeah. You want that kind of ego. Yeah. Yeah, Ch- Chemlevsky is showing up to the pool party, like, three hours after it started oh like the food the food's already been eaten everybody's pretty drunk and he's like hey guys what up i'm here and everybody's like where have you been for three hours and he just has no answer and goes in the pool yeah and because of the ethnic background he goes to latunov's stash (laughs) 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 he just immediately immediately searches out latunov and joachim blickfeld because they're both european and is like guys we need to leave (laughs) Uh, I think he shows up like three hours late, but he has like a crazy story he only tells to one person, like, (laughs) (laughs) and then just lets it circulate so it becomes like this, like, (laughs) like mythos of the party, like that, like, did you hear what Chemlevsky just happened? Like, (laughs) he really, he really embraces like the mysterious Russian but not Russian guy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the the Alex Galchenyuk. My favorite part about does okay. So does Chemilevsky have a Russian accent? No, no. Oh, so he doesn't. He didn't go full Galchenyuk. No, no. I mean, he, he grew oh. up in the states. He, he didn't. He wasn't, well, so did Galchenyuk. He wasn't just he's born from... in the states and raised in Eastern Europe. No, he's. Oh well, it's. I, I honestly, up until this point, I thought he was Russian this whole time. Yeah, everyone seems to think that. I could see why. Also, I, I, I definitely agree with you guys. I like the swagger that he goes by Sasha, not Alexander or Alex. He, he will go straight for Sasha. And the only good Sashas in the NHL are Sasha Barkov. So uh, here, here's hoping. Did you see on Twitter um, when he went to the Sharks development camp, he ran into, oh my gosh, I can't remember which Warriors player it was. It was a Warriors player, though, in the airport. And, like, took a selfie with him and was, like, heading back to the bay and... Is oh it on God. Instagram? I'll search it out right no, now. No, it's on his Twitter. Oh, uh, God damn it. I can't, I really can't remember which Warriors player it was. Is it Zaza Pagulia? S- <laughs> no, no, no I want to say it, it might have been Draymond Green, but I'm not sure. I I can't remember off the top of my head. But anyway, then he, the, the player, he quote tweeted it and he was like, welcome to the Bay, kid. So like, that, <laughs> that's it's, why I it's Andre had, Igu- it's, like, oh, it was Igadalia. It's all. On- Andre Iguodala. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would be uh, awful yeah. at a pool party, for the record? <laughs> he's so he's the I, worst. Like, he just randomly shows up, and, like, you hear that he, like, ran into some celebrity. There was some weird shit that went down before he got to this pool party, and that's why he's, like, three hours he totally late. Because he's the kind of guy who just, he just meets a Warriors player in the, in the airport. <laughs> like, I like, that's uh, his life. Sh- it, Chemilevsky's a sniper, right? Yeah, yeah. I like, it. I like it. I like everything about him. He goes by yeah. Sasha. He wears, he wears a sniper's number. He just scores goals. Like he, he's walking in. He's like, he, he's walking in as soon as he sees. He's scanning the room immediately, walking up to whatever girl he wants, and is like, "Hey, let, let's leave." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he puts on a big Russian accent. Uh, and it's one of the girls that Jeremy Roy brought. And he's just like, where did yeah, she it's go? Jer- it's, it's Jeremy Roy's girlfriend's friend. Yeah, exactly. She's like super French. She doesn't quite know what he's talking about because he's yeah. putting on his fake Russian accent. 
<laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I think uh, I think the wild card. Oh no, wait, we're sticking with 2017, right? Yeah, well, we were kind of going over this draft class, but if you want to, no, no, no I can wait. I can wait. He's been waiting for multiple years to be talked about, so we can wait for Aww. him. Um, well, no, we no, it's good. He's have, good now. Don't worry. We have uh, Chekovich. Who? Yeah, he is, he 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 hangs out in the shadows of Latunov and uh, Chemilevsky. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody really he, remembers that he's there. Yeah. Uh, I just think he doesn't talk. Like, at all. He's the guy who's just <laughs> completely silent the entire time. <laughs> I so, was like, what's that guy's story? And everyone's like, I don't know. I, I so, Chekovich is yeah. Russian, I believe, right? Yes, he's actually but, Russian. <laughs> but he plays for Baikomo Drakar of the QMJHL. That guy yes. has seen some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Baikomo like, from what I know about the Q, no one wants to play there. Nathan McKinnon turned it down. No shit. Do you know where it is? <laughs> I, it's like way in the east, right? Or Quebec? Well, okay, so so Bay Como is second in the name rankings to Rayu Noranda Huskies, mm-hmm. um, which is just hilarious. But Bay Como is like not... I'm just making sure I get this right. Yeah, so like it's way, 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 way east. So there's Quebec City and then like... You kind of like turn to go into New Brunswick and stuff like that, but you have to go. It's past Saguenay, it's past Rimouski, on the opposite side of the the river. So like, Bay Como is not an ideal place to be if you're like 18 years old. <laughs> it's it's very isolated, and there's 20,000 people that live there. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, he's definitely missed curfew because he's in the bush. With, like, some French people. Uh. <laughs> Wait, Nathan McKinnon didn't want to play at Bicomo? No, that's that's why he ended up in Halifax. Oh, good for him. He, he turned down Bicomo after they drafted him. He forced a trade. He said, you know what? I'm <laughs> going to stay awesome. in the States. I'm going to play in the USHL. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, we'll trade you. Well, didn't he end up on Rayun Naranda at, like, at the very end? Didn't he get traded there? No, he, he won a Memorial Cup in Halifax. Oh. Who got traded to Rayun Naranda? Was that Jeremy Roy? I don't think he was in I, I, Halifax in the first place. But... Who? Ro- uh, Roy. Wah. However you No, he, he was like Ramuski or Laval or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Valdor. Yeah, I thought. Anyway, Rayun Naranda is just hilarious to say for everybody out there. And it's spelled all messed up like R-O-U-Y-N dash. <laughs> So we know that it's something I could never actually pronounce correctly. That's no, 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 <laughs> that's no, 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 no. I speak zero French. No, no. I try to pronounce things correctly, but I speak zero French whatsoever. You you can tell because you said Bay Como. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. People in, uh, people in Quebec don't really speak French either. <laughs> uh, we have one more left from last year, and that would be Jake McGrew, who they traded up to get, and I don't understand that because he's literally on no one else's radar. Yeah, I think he he had some injury problems last year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he uh, had a leg injury or a knee injury. It kept him out for the entire year. So he had never played in the WHL. He's California native. No one else is looking at him except for San Jose. So trading up to get him just baffles me. I, I think I he don't was on a US U seventeen summer team, which Kimilevsky was the captain of. If I. If I'm thinking of the right guy. Whoa. <laughs> he was, I know he was on the LA Junior Kings. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, gross. like Get him a off team, the team USA kind of summer tournament thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, he was on the, the Brick Invitational. He was 
in yes. that. No, no, um, I'm, or, I'll look this up. <laughs> um, and then there's the US uh, S15, 16, and 17. Yeah, so maybe one of the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, you And he did, he did good in those tournaments, actually. I think like, I think the moral of the story is that Jake McGrew's from California and knows how to party. Yeah, oh, oh for, for sure. sure. <laughs> he's but he's also that guy I think that is just doing cannonballs and everyone's like, <laughs> okay, we get it. <laughs> you can chill. <laughs> he's just like splashing um, water on everybody. <laughs> yeah, he actually started out because this is his first year in the WHL, so he actually started out really hot this year. He got one point or no one goal in his first game back, um, and then he got a hat trick in his second game. He has not scored any more goals since, though. It's uh, oh. but at the same time, Kyler Yamamoto is back now because he's on the Spokane Chiefs. So uh, he he was kind of looked to to maybe be that that replacement if Yamamoto stayed with the Oilers, and then he didn't. So um, his role has kind of changed. But he's got eight assists, so he's got twelve points in twenty games, which is not horrible. I don't know. We'll see how he he goes through the year. I think, but yeah. Uh, Definitely the guy doing cannonballs that just needs to, to chillax. <laughs> oh, Jake McGrew. Do you think he gets invited, or do you think everybody just forgets about him? <laughs> yeah, I think he question. hears about it on Facebook. Maybe, maybe, he said, maybe uh, they look at his injury and he says he's in no position to, to go Cannonball. to <laughs> That's fair. You've perpetually just forgotten behind. <laughs> I, I just I just need to say this. The X factor is is future superstar in the NHL, Joachim Blickfeld. Oh yeah, he's okay, he's yeah. showing up and he can, he could go from he's showing up and nobody has any idea if he's gonna sh- stay for five minutes or he's gonna stay for five hours and pass out under the treehouse in the backyard. <laughs> he's the guy who's still idea. there in the morning. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like, it ta- like it's taken him what okay, like th- this raises the important question: Whose house is the pool party at? Ooh, that's a good one. It's at Joe Thornton's house. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Joe, Joe Thornton, hundred percent. Joe Thornton is catching wind that the the Barracuda or like the prospects are having a pool party, and he shows up wearing a towel and is like, "Hey guys, I'm here to party." And everybody's just silent because no, he's just walking around with like a beard. Naked, but his beard is covering up every private area. <laughs> yeah, Thornton. Thornton also notoriously. Um, uh, likes to party and partake in adult beverages um so he if he even catches a whiff that this is happening he's like uh telling his swedish wife there or uh, his swiss wife he's like yeah this is a this is a boys weekend and he is gone instantly (laughs) (laughs) so i think joe thornton is throwing the party and like you know guys start kind of filing in or whatever and he's like all right guys like have fun don't drink like (laughs) wink wink you're all okay (laughs) (laughs) as he's like holding a beer like that's just what he's doing i just like this image that we have that joe thornton is just naked all the time yeah yeah i was absolutely picturing him naked while he was doing so who so who who's the joe thornton of uh the prospects who is just who's setting everybody up and is naked it has to be like a maybe a veteran ahl or like um daniel reagan he's so little Yes. Uh, let me check the Barracuda roster. And I don't I want can... to think about him naked, so... Um... You don't? No. Like a Brandon <laughs> Schenter or someone? I imagine there's a lot of hair for some reason, and it just freaks me out. <laughs> no, no, this is totally Brandon Bolvig. 
<laughs> oh, but he doesn't count. He's part of the he's part of the Julian Bergman uh, uh, memorial where they're not actually good enough to make the NHL and never yeah, will, so we're not counting them as prospects. Who has his own house or someone? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has his own house. It's a low yeah, bar to clear. Yeah, but all, like all the, all the younger guys are like in apartments or something, or dorm rooms. <laughs> you know who you know who I think shows up shirtless and has no idea what's going on is Alex Schoenborn. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah. He calls he he exclusively calls Joe Jumbo. <laughs> He's that guy. He never refers to him as Joe. But you got like like Josh Norris is hundred percent saying thank you, Mr. Thornton, yeah, Mr. Uh, Thornton. for hosting this. <laughs> but I like I think I think we've I think we, we covered it a little bit, but we're missing out on the, the huge Eastern European contingent that's gonna hang out and play like those weird Eastern European trance beats. Like that, you hear like in a shitty like Romanian club. Yeah, like like the Rudolph's so Balsers of the world. Yes, exactly. Latunov, Balsers, Tarasov, Chekovich, Galimov, Blickfeld. These guys are getting down together. I can definitely see an American or uh, a North American like Rourke Charche uh, hanging around. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. you, well, see, the thing is that Rourke Charche learned it from Leon Dreisaitl. He learned everything he knows from Leon Dreisaitl, and they had such a good year together um, that he, he's irrational confidence, and he, he learned everything he needs to know about these clowns from Eastern Europe, and yeah, he's ready Shashi to party with them. That's a great adopted call. adopted by the, the Europeans. <laughs> he's one of us now. None of them can say his name whatsoever. <laughs> no. They come up with like a nickname for him. Guaranteed. What do we think about Noah Road? What's he doing? Uh, he's staying in Switzerland, as per his career. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> new, newsflash, uh, he's not ever going to play in the NHL or I the think AHL. He, he shows up with Timo Meyer, and they're both wearing, like, sunglasses, and they just kind of, like, look around and leave immediately. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, nah, we're out. Never mind. Manu- <laughs> and, then, and, then, <laughs> and then Manuel Vida comes up behind them and is like, well, I'm going in. See you later, guys. <laughs> Oh, you're here? No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> do we think do we think Manuel Vitera is going to graduate to the adult pool party in the NHL? No. I haven't seen enough of him to know. He's like I just, yeah. I think there's too many people ahead of him on the, the depth chart to be Yeah, honest. I'm hoping he might be like a late bloomer or something like that, but um my compatriot from Germany. I want him to do well. I mean he's only played two games with the Barracuda this year. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, he scored yeah. in one of them though. Good for him. Yeah. The problem is AHL teams don't play interconference games until the finals, so mm-hmm. I, I don't get a chance to see the Barracuda at all. Right. Yeah, the the AHL roster schedule is so weird. Like, if I want to watch AHL hockey, I have to go watch like the Marlies, and they get to play like the Albany River Rats constantly. <laughs> yeah, and um, and like half the year. They wear white at home, and half the year they wear, like, the dark color at home. Yeah. Yeah, the ECHL does that, too, and um, their, their schedule's so weird. Like, this year was the first year that we've ever played the Wichita Thunder, but they're in our conference. Like, it's just, their their schedule's so weird because they, they don't want to travel. <laughs> they're literally like, we will play the, the teams that are closest to us, and that is it. If we can't get there by bus, we're not doing it, so... Very weird. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never actually watched an ECHL game, but I, I can, can imagine, <laughs> join the club. Can imagine it's like 
the AHL on an even more limited budget. Yeah, with way less money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know who we haven't uh, talked about? Um, And maybe this is because he just may never turn out to be anything, is Dylan Gambrell, the gambler. No, no, uh, Gambrell. I I can't believe I forgot about him, but I I love him at Denver. He, He definitely could have turned pro after last year, after Denver won the championship, but he and Troy Terry and Henrik Borgstrom all decided to stay one more year. He's got 18 points in 13 games. No, he's, a, he's a very good uh, player. He kind of gets lost because Terry and Borgstrom are on the team, on the, on the same hmm. team as him. So Dylan, Dylan Gambrell is there the entire time at the party, and people kind of forget uh, that he's there, but he's just, like, making jokes, grabbing drinks, doing all the stuff that everybody needs to, and then one day he'll just not be at the pool party. And they're like, where is he? And they'll be like, he's in the NHL now. <laughs> and, and no one's yeah. really paying attention to him. He's just talking to no one in particular. Yeah, just like he's like that guy that like leans up like against a tree or whatever, and pe- as people pass by, they just like strike up a four minute conversation. Yeah, I'm 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 thinking of I'm thinking of the movie Sex Drive when the two guys are just trying to hit on everyone who walks by. <laughs> sup, sup, I'm a firefighter. Yeah. <laughs> that's his, that's his go to move. Um, I have I have a, I have a major question though. Oh, geez. who what? is the grill master? The, Who's cooking burgs? Who's flipping steaks? Um, I want to say Daniel it, it Regan be... isn't on that. I'm gonna say, but no, I'm gonna no, say no. Uh, Mike Brodzinski. Who? Ooh. He's an AHLer. Yeah, slash yeah, yeah. ECHLer. But I, is he gonna make the NHL? No, he's not. No. Oh, but so I, he's definitely but that's on the grill. Why I think he's relegated to grill duty. Because uh, no, but the grill, no really but the grill could be a prestigious no really location. Wants to, wants to talk to him, so he just like hanging <laughs> out by the grill. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk to him. <laughs> See, that's I, I was gonna say that like Bolig or Mishinter that that's what they're doing. They're just like the dads that are cooking while while the kids have fun, <laughs> like... or, or like a Tim Clifton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking. I was actually thinking Nick D. Simone. He kind of like oh, yeah, showed up okay. late. He he kind of showed up late to the thing because he only played in the playoffs last year. He's kind of like trying to ingratiate himself with everybody. He he's solid. He knows what he's doing, but he he knows that. He can be better, and he's like, I'm going to take over the grill. I'm going to show them that I'm worth something. Yeah, he shows up with all the food. <laughs> or, maybe, or maybe it's Parker Gahagan who's just like there, because, and his, his new army recipes or whatever. <laughs> he's just wearing full fatigues. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Thornton just looks at him kind of weird, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, you're not um, on the side of the team. What are you doing here? He's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Wait, your name's Parker Gagging? What? Gahagan? <laughs> Gahagan? Okay, and then Joe Thornton just leaves, walks away. <laughs> I'm out. Um, what is Noah Gregor doing? Because in the WHL, he's crushing it right now. Uh. Yeah, see? WHL. I imagine he's just crushing beers. Is that not... <laughs> he's, he's Canadian, so I 100% assume he has drank 45 beers by the yeah. end of the night. Oh, he has a baby face. I've never actually Noah looked at him. Yes. Where did, he, where did they take him? He is a child. Well, he's a child, so? and he's gonna be that kid that's crushing beers. And you're like, dude, is he gonna be okay? <laughs> Everyone's like, who let? That oh, he's from Alberta. He's from Alberta. He's definitely drinking 400 Kokanee. <laughs> they drafted him 2016 round four, 111 overall. He had 61 points in 52 games for Moose Jaw last year. That's and now he has 32 points in 25 games. Noah Gregor might be might be a thing, a name to remember. Yeah. The better Noah. There could, there could only Aww. be one Noah, and it's it's Gregor. <laughs> it's not going to be Noah Road. Oh, Rod. Oh. 
No, stop. That's, ugh. Like, it took me so long to be able to say Noah Road just with how his name is spelled. And that is, that's what it's going to be. Changing it to Rod is just, that's nonsense. No. Yeah. Is there any other, is there any other prospects that show up and, and, and do some work? Like, is Philip Sandberg there? Or is he just not? He's just sleeping. Um, I think Marcus Sorensen's there, and he's just tanning the whole time. Because he needs it. <laughs> <laughs> he grabs a beach chair, puts it literally beside the pool, and is out cold. Yeah. 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 Ooh, who is there in sleeping? Adam like, that's Haluka. just... <laughs> Adam Haluka, definitely Adam <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was going to say Julius Bergman. <laughs> he's not making the NHL, so he's just going to take a nap. He eats, like, three hamburgers and just falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, this is a very there... important... Oh, go ahead. We'll no, no, you. I have nothing to say of importance. Oh, I was going to say, the, the most important question at any pool party is who is in charge of the music? Oh, okay, so... It has okay, to so be okay. European, so, like, Redeem Seed. No, but there's two, there's, two competing, there's two competing schools of thought here. Is it going to be a European with, like, their trash dance EDM dungeon rave music or will it be like a canadian american who puts on like some taylor swift I, bangers I card in here because Ooh, josh norris grew up partially in germany when his dad was playing there oh <laughs> so i think he could, he could have the ox cord oh he makes everyone happy uh, <laughs> <laughs> unlike his draft position <laughs> oh i think Okay, so we gotta assume this is, like, an all-night thing, right? Like, this is gonna... These guys... Yeah, like, neighbors call the cops at least three times. Yeah, they're throwing a rager. So, like, when it starts out, it's, like, midday, and they're they're cooking food and drinking beers, whatever. Then the Russians show up at night with all the, the liquor and things get crazy. So I imagine there are two different people controlling the music. And at That's first, a good call. It's gonna be all that poppy stuff. I imagine Danny O'Regan is the one putting on Taylor Swift. Um... <laughs> See, I was gonna say Jacob Middleton. Ooh, yeah. He's oh, from Strat. Yeah. Oh. He's from Stratford, Ontario. He oh, is a hundred percent putting on. He's, he's putting, putting on, on Style by Taylor Swift. Oh yeah, for Bieber. sure. It's sorry, he's <laughs> jamming to Sorry like three times that night, and then he's gonna throw on like a nice little Garth Brooks track, like Friends in Low Paces, places. All the Canadians are gonna get together, just jam out to that. Some like random like hick Americans, like Josh Norris is like if anybody's from like Michigan or Nebraska or something, they're. Uh, they're joining in, and then uh, he's going to put on, like, Kendrick and all the stuff you hear on the radio, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think Ferrero, during the draft, said that he likes country music, so that that kind of sours my opinion of his music taste. Um, yeah, he's out. He's off the ox court. He's all, from King all City. The, all, hey. the people, all the people from the greater Toronto area who just think they're, like, rednecks because they're not from Toronto proper or whatever. Yeah. Wait, what'd you just say about my city? All the, all the people who think they're rednecks because they're not from the city proper. So yeah. That, so well, he's not. He's from King City, which is outside of Toronto. Yeah, I know. So. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Just because he's oh. not from the city proper, he's, he thinks he's some kind of redneck. He is. He knows it. Trust me. I, I hang around with people Long Island, Connecticut, New Jersey all the time and think that they're the same thing. It's like, I'm not from the city. I can't, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good old country boy. Like, no, you're not. You're from Long Island. <laughs> yeah, King City is like the very top outskirts of Toronto. So it's like he's got a borderline case, but he's really not. If he if he grew up in King City, he was playing hockey in Toronto proper. Yeah, so, so I he think, felt like an outsider coming in. Yeah. Yo, for sure, a hundred percent. I think the the wild card here for music is Carlin's Carlos Cuxty Cuxty. Yeah. 
He's Latvian, I think. I, Lithuanian. He's a Quinnipiac. I've seen him a few times. Yeah, he's from Latvia. He might he might just like grab the ox cord and throw on things we've never heard of. Yeah, and he gets I, I it for like fifteen like minutes. He's from Latvia. He's playing college hockey in Hamden, Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's got to be a big culture shock for Chukesta. He's oh, it's Chukesta. Chukesta. Oh, my bad. I like. I'm, I'm, I, I listen to the Quinnipiac broadcast. It's like, oh, that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's spelled Kuxty, <laughs> which is a hilarious I name in he was itself. Your prospects. Yeah, uh, so did we. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of forgettable. He's there. But- He's not. He doesn't He's seem to be player. doing too bad. I like yeah, him. yeah. Um, we never really. Whoa, 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 whoa! I we, just realized something. You, we mentioned Parker Gahagan, but there's definitely be like four goalies hanging out together oh, doing yeah. weird shit. Oh yeah, like even even forgettable ones, even the Jake Cupskis of the world. <laughs> <laughs> are any? Hold on. Are, so first of all, the thing is, are any of the goalie prospects good? I That's think the Hagen is pretty good, but the problem is he's not signed to an NHL deal. Yeah. No. He's got a long road to go to do stuff. Um, Antoine Bibo is French and a goalie, so he's, like, arrested in four super seconds. Super weird? Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, he's super weird. Grossnick's fine. He's just old. Yeah, yeah he's Grossnick- dad now, so... <laughs> Grossnick is too good for the party. Yeah. <laughs> He'll he'll show up, have like a beer, and then get a phone call from his wife and be like, "I gotta go, guys. Like, have fun." <laughs> Joseph Joseph Koronar shows up from the Czech Two League, um, <laughs> and just hangs out with Maxim Latunov the entire time. Yeah, and wasn't Koronar in the USHL as well? I, I think he was. So they both mm-hmm. have the uh, Eastern Europeans in the in the <laughs> um, in North America kind of connection. I think Cornar yeah. is the guy who finishes uh, like a bottle of vodka and slams it on the ground. Like this is way late in the party. Like everything's going it. a little sideways, and he's just like, "Yeah!" <laughs> and just smashes it. Totally Gronk spikes it, like I used to do at Hofstra. Oh my! Um, hmm. I think I think what we need to do now is, who are your five guys you're going to a pool party with so you're you're in so seas in like central michigan and a nice lake uh not lake michigan i live on a um lake. okay perfect you live on a lake you know what it's about you're you're going to the beach yeah, sure. uh a pool party on the beach somewhere in law in connecticut uh probably you're like a rich person or something um they've got nice setup who are the five guys you're bringing with you okay well i gotta bring just because of the lake state i gotta bring the two minnesotans mike brodzinski scott reedy all right. Um, let's see. I want to bring Latunov just because I I think he'll be the best person to go to a party with out of all the prospects. God, I want to say Alexander True, but he's just not he's not signed to the team, so I can't say him. Um, true. <laughs> Huge if true. Let's see. I'll say I'll say Noah Gregor. I want to hang out with one of the Canadians just to see what they're like. Yeah. <laughs> And we need an older guy in there, so maybe like a, a Brandon Machinter. All right. Oh my God, Brandon Machinter <laughs> is now a shark again. Well, a barracuda, but still. 
Um, yeah, he's shitty is what he is. Yeah. Unexpected comeback, okay. though. Like, it's just really weird that he's back on the in the Sharks organization. Uh, they just need a face puncher because the AHL gets reckless. But they already had hired Brandon Bullock at that point. Uh, Doug Wilson has a boner for <laughs> big, big, strong dudes. Um, so who, who's, who's your five? My five? Okay, so my easy easy picks right away, Mario Ferrero and Danny O'Regan. I think Sasha Chemlevsky is going to make things interesting. You know what we really didn't talk about was Philip Sandberg. Like, we didn't talk about what yeah, he would be like. It's because he's not as good as Marcus Sorensen. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't think I would invite him, just noting that we didn't really talk about him. Uh, probably Jeremy Roy. Like, that's just... Yes! Sure. It, it, He's something beautiful to look at, if nothing else. <laughs> um, and I need one more, right? Yeah, one more boy. Um, let's let's throw in Scott Reedy for some good old American fun. My five? Um, my five is definitely headlined by Jeremy Roy. Uh, everybody loves uh, a talented Frenchman. Yeah. Um, he, he's 100%. Uh, I'm going Noah Gregor because I think he's... He'll be fun. Um, I'm also skewing Canadian because, of course. Um, I'm going Joachim Blechfeld because that guy's worked his ass off to get where he is, and I think he's just going to cut loose. Uh, he, he's going to be great. Um, and then after that, I think I might go a little bit off the board pick. I think I might go Jacob Middleton. Uh, I just think Jacob Middleton's going to do some stuff. He's going to be solid. Um, and then um, I'm going with my boy, Rourke Chartier. He maybe can cost, but that just makes it better. Yeah, Shark Char- Char- would definitely be uh, an interesting wild card at the party because you don't know who he's going to hang out with. Yeah, Rourke is going to be... Rourke, Rourke could go any number of ways, uh, much like his career. Uh, um, he could be really good. He could be really bad. He could hang out with um, Manuel Weaver because he misses Leon Dreisaitl. He could hang out with the Russian dudes. He could hang out with Noah Gregor because they're both uh, uh, Western AHL boys. So who knows what or, he's going, but I think he it'll be fun. Jeremy Roy because they both have French-ass names. Is Rourke Chartier French, though? No, he's not, but, he, but <laughs> the last name can make people think he is. Oh, for, sh- for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so him and Jeremy Roy just put on this French duo act. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Rourke Chartier, Jeremy Roy, Jacob Middleton, Joachim Blickfield, and Noah Gregor. Get at me. <laughs> it's a Canadian festival. Except Blickfield. Of course. Yeah, except Blickfield, but whatever. He's Latvian. Nobody knows what that is. He can pretend. He can pretend to be French. Everybody can pretend to be French, and everybody will not judge you. You'll be like, oh, he's just French, whatever. I like this. I think... I think we're going to have good parties here. <laughs> They're going to be fun uh, times. It will be something. They can tell you that <laughs> much. I mean, I'm not even a Sharks fan. I'd love to hang out with your prospects. <laughs> uh, they seem uh, like fun dudes. Yeah, that's the one thing about the, the Sharks prospects is that they seem fun and they've become kind of like, I want to say lovable, because they like they seem like a good group. They may not be a high, lot of high-end talent, but they seem fun yeah i think this year's draft class is like a lot of like like they're the the good kids you know like from your high school that you're just like oh he's such a good guy you know like just a nice boy i feel like this year's draft class especially is a lot of those like there's just the good old american dudes (laughs) i just hope this year you don't draft jack DeBoer, peter's son no jack DeBoer is a prospect (laughs) Yeah. Oh my I god. Mean, he's eligible this oh year. No. I, I just 
don't want you to draft him. That wouldn't be good for him. We could have a PDB and yeah, a JDB. But... <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be great when Pete DeBoer gets fired in a couple of years. So <laughs> He just takes his kid with him, just pulls him off the ice like an angry dad. <laughs> Jack, let's go. When he gets hired <laughs> puts by him in the car. You know what? I'm just stealing my son and bringing him on to his, that, this team's prospect pool. <laughs> he trades like a second over uh, a second round pick for him. Uh, I can't wait what, for that. What position drama. does Jack play? He's, I think he's a center, but he can be a winger. Oh, we don't need those. Good. <laughs> Everybody's a center on the Sharks. That's true. Okay, so we're, we're going to kind of wrap this up. Jake, if there is one Sharks prospect that you are really, really excited about, who who is it? Well, I'm the Gopher fan of the bunch. It has to be Scott Reedy. Great game last night against Wisconsin, and beating Wisconsin makes me happier than almost anything in the world. So Reedy's on my good side right now. Nice. All right. Well, thank you for doing this. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. I learned a lot of new things that I would never have expected. I think we all did. Yeah. Um, tell everyone where they can find you, uh, find your work. Uh, sure. Um, I'm way too active on Twitter at BaskinCase, B-A-S-K-I-N-C-A-S-E. Great handle, by the way. Thank you. I, it's the one thing I've never really got tired of online because I change everything <laughs> all the time, but not tired of this. I've had it for six years going strong. All right. So we're going to try and do more episodes like this. Like we said, we're going to aim for two a week. One that'll be a little more serious, one that'll be a little more fun. So you can look forward to more of these episodes, more guests. You can find the podcast on Twitter at BS and Teal. Uh, Kyle and I's handles are in the bio. Um, we don't have to go through that every single time. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we'll have another episode early next week, hopefully. Or, well late next week. I think we've kind of ended up pushing him back a little bit on uh, this week's games and previewing what's coming up for the Sharks. So, yeah. If you have a good concept, like a pool party concept for prospects, send it our way. Like a nice chalet for vets or something. Like a nice apres ski. <laughs> send yeah, them our way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can uh, email us at fearthefinnagemail.com or, you know, send us something on, on Twitter, um, and we'll, we'll come up with some more fun episodes for you guys. So. All right. Peace out. Peace out.